Hey there, this is Michael Burris. I'm the lead pastor of Summit View Church in Irving, Kentucky, and this is our podcast. I hope this podcast encourages you, I hope it inspires you, and I hope it helps you to start seeing your life from God's perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Now enjoy the message. Well, good morning. How is everybody doing today? You guys excited to be in church? Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, if we haven't met yet, my name is Michael. I'm the lead pastor here at Summit View. So excited that you're here with us this morning. So excited to see you. Um, We are in right now, uh, this month we've been uh, doing a series called Ghost Stories, a not-so-spooky series about the Holy Spirit. We talk about who He is, what He does, why we need Him in our life as a believer, and we are wrapping it up today. We're in week number four. But before we get started, I just want to talk a little bit more about um, At the Movies that starts next Sunday. It's going to be a great series, such a great series. We're going to look at some of Hollywood's biggest hits, and we're going to look at some of the biblical themes, actually, that we can find in each movie, movie. Because you guys know, here's the deal. Truth is truth. No matter who's speaking it, no matter who's saying it, no matter what movie is being directed by who, the truth is the truth, and it can't be replicated. That, that God's truth permeates every part of this world in some way or another. And so we're going to look at, even though maybe the directors or the producers or whatever aren't making Christian movies, we do believe that, that there are biblical principles that we can find that are hidden inside of these movies. So we're going to take four weeks and we're going to look at um, some of those and, and how we can apply some of those good truths to our lives and and it's not going to be the whole movie. We have cut portions of it out, and so it's not, we're not showing any of the inappropriate parts, okay? So uh, just to let you guys know. Um, and something that we're going to do next month also um, is that uh, we kind of talked about it. We're seeing where we are and everything. We're going to invite, um, if your kiddos usually go to elementary, the elementary classroom, the Summit View kids, um, we're going to invite them to join us out here um, watching the movies. We think they'll be quite engaged in the movies and having fun. And we're going to provide some little packets for them also that if they just decide they want to zone out, they can color and they can still learn, um, you know, some truth about God's word. But uh, we think it's going to be a great experience for all of you guys. going to have popcorn. We're going to have, uh, John said pop, but we all know that's not the right word. Uh, soda is correct. Um, <laughs> just kidding, y'all. But really. Uh, you're all wrong and I'm right. Um, nana, nana, boo, boo. Uh, anyway, so we're going to have a great time. We're going to have some cool, uh, cool photo opportunities for you. We might even have a red carpet entrance as you come in. You never know. You might see some characters walking around here from some movies that you've seen in the past. I, you, you never know what you're going to get. But I'm going to do something right now that in, in I usually, um, I thought about not doing this, but for the first week, I'm going to, Is that outside? Oh, okay. I thought I was feeding back real bad. Anyway, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to announce what the first movie is going to be. But after this, now, you're going to have to pay attention to social media because we might give some clues there, but you're not going to know what the movie is until that Sunday. Okay, so, so anyway, our first week, you guys give me a drum roll. Drum roll, please. 
Thank you for all two of you. Okay, never mind. Cool. Great. You're not excited. That's cool. Uh, our first week, we're going to be looking at Star Wars, The Force Awakens. We've got some, yes, there's three nerds in this room, and I'm one of them. Yeah, baby. Uh, I'm really excited about it. There's some, there's some awesome times. I, I'm, but you got to make sure that you're here in person. Um, because we can't put it on the podcast because it's illegal to put it on the podcast, okay? So we can't cut and paste everything. And so you guys make sure you're here for all four weeks of that. But today we are wrapping up our series, Ghost Stories. Our series verse comes out of John chapter 16, verse 7. And Jesus is talking to his disciples here. And he says, nevertheless... I tell you guys the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. It's better for you if I go away, because if I don't go away, the helper won't come to you. But if I do go, I'll send him to you. Jesus is talking here about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is known as the helper, the comforter, the advocate, um, the spirit of truth, the spirit of wisdom. He's got all these names in the Bible. He's talking here about the Holy Spirit. And he was saying that after he departs this earth, after Jesus departed this earth, he sent back a helper. He sent back the Holy Spirit that would empower us to live a life like we could never have lived before. And so in week one of this series, we talked about um, how through the Holy Spirit that there's an upgrade available to our lives, that we don't have to live a life that is, that's just defeated all the time and walking around and, and, and it's boring and it's purposeless. But no, through the Holy Spirit, you can have a life that's, that's upgraded, that God has something better for you. Week two, we talked about how we can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know, that that. Jesus said that um, my sheep hear my voice as strangers they won't follow. And so we have to understand how do we follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then last week, we talked about the fruit that the Spirit produces in us. The fruit that, are, that should be evidence that, we, that we're believers and that the Spirit would produce in us. This week, um, the plan was I was going to be talking about, how, um, the, about the fresh fire the fresh fire that the Holy Spirit can produce in our lives. But really through the week, as I was preparing the message throughout the week, I, I felt like I needed to push that one to the side. We'll just, we'll save it for later. Um, but I believe right now that God has an on-time word for you. That it was usually doesn't happen like this. It, my, my messages don't always get changed up like this, but I think that this is for somebody that is in the room or listening to this later on the podcast that, that I think God has an on-time word for you today, not about the fresh fire of the Holy Spirit, but about the peace of the Holy Spirit, the peace that he can provide you. If you, if you would, flip with me, scroll with me, punch with me, do whatever you got in your hands. You can also look on the screens behind me or in your message notes. I do encourage you guys to take notes today. Um, go to uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Um, if you're interested in learning uh, really more about who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, John chapter 14, 15, and 16 is going to be the primary teaching that Jesus has on the Holy Spirit. And, um, and a lot of what you need to know about the Holy Spirit can be found in these three chapters. And so here in John chapter 14, verse 25 is where we'll start. Jesus says this, all this I've spoken while still with you, while I'm still here with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I've said to you. And this is where we're going to zone in today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. My peace 
I give to you. I don't give it as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, with the, the way that the world is today, there's so many opportunities really to feel anxious, to feel caught up in chaos, to, to, to feel like we need to fight every battle, to feel like we, we, would, we need to feel the results of every single conflict. And, and when you describe the world and you describe the current state of affairs that we're in, the, probably one of the last words that I would use to describe the world today is peaceful. It's not one that I, I wouldn't use it, you know, controversial, yeah. Um, split, divided, yeah. Um, uh, conflict, yes, but not, not peaceful. You know, Cassie and I were sitting around um, one, one night this week and um, we were packing up some of the kids' candy. By the way, you're welcome. Your kids are gonna be uh, just, they're gonna go hard for about an hour, but then you're, they're gonna crash, okay? But look for the, the lining on the cloud. There, we got tons of candy that we're able, that, that are back there and about 30 pounds of it that we're gonna give out, okay? So um, just beware, be ready. But Cassie and I were sitting around the other night and we were packing some candy up and, uh, you know, we might have sampled a few pieces, just, you got to make sure it's good for the kids, right? Like, come on, dad tax. Anybody take dad tax out of your Halloween? John takes dad tax. He takes the whole thing. He told me he took all of Brody's candy last year. I thought that was a little much, but okay. <laughs> He's one, he was one year old, okay? Just, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, we were sitting around. We were, you know, maybe sampling the candy. And, and Cassie said, you know, it's a real shame that this gum is so good. But it runs out of flavor in five seconds. It runs out of flavor. It's double bubble, by the way. It was, you either get zebra stripes or double bubble. It depends. Zebra stripes, you get about two and a half seconds out of it, and it runs out of flavor. You're like, that's the best two and a half seconds of my life. Anyway, when we talk, though, about peace, isn't that most people that you know, though? Like, it's a shame that this life is so good, but you run out of peace in about five seconds. You just run out. There's, there's so much going on. And, and, and when Jesus says, I give peace not as the world gives, that's the type of peace that he's talking about. Not, not a peace that, the, that, that's fleeting. It's a peace that is, that's fleeting. It's a peace that, that you don't get to hang on to, that it's unstable. It's a, it's a kind of peace that's here one moment and then it's gone the next. That's the kind of peace that Jesus is referring to, that this is the peace that the world gives. It's good, but you run out of it in about five seconds. But, um, you know, our, our, our lives, though, they're, let's be honest with ourselves, we are those people many times, right? Like, we're the people like, yeah, life's good, but then the bank account goes below that, that certain amount that we feel comfortable with. You know, I don't know what it is for you, or I'm not going to tell you what it is for me. But when it gets below that amount, uh, you, you can tell Cassie's like, you're starting to panic a little bit. I'm like, yeah, well, it's below that amount. Or, uh, or maybe, you know, we're at peace until the next bill comes. Or maybe the bill that you weren't expecting, it drops into your mailbox. You were at peace until maybe there's some friction in the family and, and you don't know what to do about it and you don't know how to handle it. It's easy to be at peace when everything's going good. But how do we live a life of peace when, when things aren't going so good is, is, is the question I want to pose today. And I, I hope I'll answer this for you. Because um, in this set of verses in John chapter 14, um, 
it almost seems as if Jesus jumps from one subject to another mid-thought. But, but I kind of want to tie these two ideas together this morning because they are related to each other. That Jesus is saying in this John chapter 14, he's saying that, that the Holy Spirit, that he says, I'm going to go, I'm sending back the advocate. And this Holy Spirit that, that, that's with us is also the bringer of peace to our hearts. He is the one that carries the peace. It's a packaged deal. When Jesus sent back the Holy Spirit, he sent back the spirit of peace. And so the Holy Spirit, he doesn't give us a peace that is, that's fleeting. He doesn't give us a peace that is unstable. He gives us a lasting peace. And so I want to talk to you about that for just a few more minutes this morning, a lasting peace. I've got three points for you this morning all about a lasting peace. Number one, I, I want you to know this, that a last, lasting peace is not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of conflict. That's, it's okay. It's okay that we're going to have trouble. It's okay that, that there's some conflict in your life. That doesn't mean you're separated from God's will. It doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing. In fact, when you are doing the right thing, more often than not, you are going to come into some conflict. Uh, somebody told me this time, th- this uh, statement one time. He said, um, you know, if you're, if you're walking down the railroad tracks and you never run into the devil, you might be walking the same way. You're going to run into some conflict if you're, if you're following this life that God has for you. But that's okay because lasting peace is not the absence of conflict. John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, listen, you will have trouble. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but, but rather it is the stability within the conflict that Jesus is promising to us. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have things go wrong. You're going to have some conflicts. So this morning, if, if, if you're sitting here, if you've got troubles in your life, you're in good company. Because in this world, you will have trouble. But Jesus said, take heart, I've overcome the world. There's this story in Daniel chapter um, 3, and it's, it's, it's this, you know, a lot of people know this story. If you've been in church for any time, you might have heard this story before. If not, I'm going to give you a short rundown of it. There is this, uh, this king of Babylon, king of Persia. His name is King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar, you, good luck spelling it. Um, you have to look that one up. But he made this giant statue of all these different ores and, 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 and different things. And he made this giant statue. And he made this law that whenever the people were, would hear this music, he'd play this music. And whenever the people were, would hear this music, they would fall down. And, and he said, you need to fall down and worship this statue. Um, or else is kind of what he said. You know, he, he, when you hear this music, fall down and you were to, to worship the statue. But whoever doesn't worship the statue is going to be immediately thrown into this blazing furnace. Like this furnace that just is so hot, it just keeps going like, like an incinerator. And, and he says, if you don't fall down and worship, you're going to be thrown right into this thing. But when the music sounded, there was three Hebrew men... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know how to pronounce that last one, but, but it, you got to really get the phlegm in there, I think. But that's a joke, y'all. Sorry. We're good. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow down. When they heard this music, they refused to bow down to this idol. And so word got back to the king. And, and he warned these men. He said, if you don't bow down and worship this idol, 
you're going to be thrown into this furnace. And you know, these guys were close with the king. They were actually, they, they, they oversaw things in the king's reign. Like he had, he had promoted them and elevated them and he knew them well. And, and he said, hey guys, if you don't do this, it's the law. I'm going to throw you into the fire. And, and so, and this was their reply in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. I don't need to defend myself. I don't have to do anything here. If we're thrown into that blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. And so, you know, the Bible says that after this, the king's face was contorted. He was mad. He, his, his whole demeanor changed. You know, up to this point, he's being a little civil, but then they said this, and his whole demeanor changes. And the story actually does end well, though. Um, they get thrown into the fire, which doesn't seem like... There's more. Okay, they get thrown into the fire, but what happens is when they get thrown into the fire, they don't get burned. They don't get harmed. In fact, the Bible says they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. The only thing that happened in the fire was that the rope that bound their hands and feet was burned. And then they came out free. And, and King Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fire and he saw, he saw a fourth man in there. And he said, wait a second, we only threw three, man in, three men into this fire. But there's a fourth man in there. And he said that fourth man was like the son of God in the fire. And so, you know, these guys came out and... and and they still lived and they did their thing. But, and King Nebuchadnezzar had to acknowledge the existence of the God of Israel as the holy God above, above all in this moment. But, but what I want to focus on is that their, their, their reply to the king here, their reply to the king really showed their level of peace. The level of peace that they had in their hearts that, that not that they were trouble free by any means if, I mean... You have the highest guy in the nation threatening to kill you. you you're in trouble, right? But it wasn't that they weren't um, trouble-free, but their peace was, in fact, that they had quite the trouble on their hands, but their peace was in the midst of the trouble. Their peace was in the midst of the circumstance. And that's the kind of peace that God provides to you and to me, to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what we're going up against. I don't need to defend myself here. I don't need to fight this battle. I don't, need to, I don't need to stand up against this because the God that I know and the God that I serve is able and willing to deliver me from this conflict and I'm going to come out scot-free. So lasting peace is not the absence of conflict. It's actually the peace that is sustained within the conflict. This is the kind of peace that God provides to you and me. Number two, number two lasting peace is a promise. Lasting peace is a promise. Just like every promise of God, though, it's one that, that he provides, but you and I have to go and make claim to it. You know, just like the Israelites, God provided a promised land for them in the Old Testament, but it was up to them, it was up to Moses and, and the Israelites to, to actually step into that promised land that God had for them. And that's how God's promises work. He puts it out there, but you and I have to take some kind of action to step into the promise that he has for us. It takes action on our part. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says this, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, listen, in every situation, nothing too big, nothing too small, 
Don't be anxious about it. In every situation, instead of being anxious, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This is the action that we need to take. Present your request to God, and then listen. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the promise. That's the promise. He said, if you present your request to me, you're going to get peace. And this peace is, is going to guard your heart and it's going to guard your mind. Peace can be attained while we're here, but we have to first be willing to give our requests and our anxious thoughts over to God. But if we do that, the promise is that the peace of God will guard our heart and our mind. Peace is a promise. Psalm chapter 29 verse 11 says this, that the Lord gives strength to his people and the Lord blesses his people with what? Blesses his people with peace. He blesses his people with peace. So if you belong to God, if you find yourself rooted in God, the promise that he's going to bless you with is one of peace. You don't have to be troubled about your life. You, like Peace is available, and it is a promise. And then finally, finally, number three, number three, lasting peace is rooted in eternity. Lasting peace is rooted in eternity. Guys, there is a peace that the world can give you. Like, we see that. Because Jesus said, I don't give you a peace like the world gives you. There is a peace that the world can provide to you. But the problem with it is that it's unstable. It's, it's reliant on your situation. It's reliant on your current circumstances. The peace that the world can give is anything but stable. It's that piece of gum that you chew and five seconds later you've lost the flavor. Peace, the peace that the world gives is unstable. But God offers a peace that's grounded in something that's immovable and unchanging. What if, what if your hope didn't rely on anything that could come up and change in an instant? What if your hope relied on something that was stable, that was unchanging, that was immovable? Doesn't that sound like something that you would want to hold on to? I don't know about you, but I've had my share of difficulties in my life and share of troubles in my life. And, you know, a lot of them have happened since I became a Christian. But here's what I never lost. I never lost my hope. And you don't have to. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so the last thing that you want to do is, is let go of your hope. Because you start, you start getting sick. You start, you start looking at life and saying, is, it, is this ever going to work out for me? I, I, you know what? Everything's breaking apart. Why not just one more thing? You start looking at relationships and saying, you know what? They're going to leave me too because I just know it. This is the track record. They're going to leave. They're just going to leave me too. But hope, the hope is the thing that you can hold on to in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your friction, in the midst of your storm, there's a hope that is coupled with, with the peace of God. God offers a peace that 
that is rooted in eternity, that's unchanging, the never-ending, something that when, when everything else is shaky all around you, you can hold on and trust that God's peace and God's hope is going to be firm. It's going to be rooted. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 said, the writer of Romans, he says, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, justified means right, in right standing before God by faith. Uh, you, can, you can remember it this way. Um, if you're justified, it's just, of it, just as if I'd never sinned. Just as if I'd never messed up. That's how God sees you when, you when you find your life hidden in Him, hidden in Christ. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Guys, God offers us peace. He offers us peace, and not only in this world, but God offers us peace with Him and peace in eternity. And that peace is, is rooted not even in our own behavior. It's not rooted in our own performance. The peace that God offers is peace that is rooted in God Himself. And He's unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore is what the Bible says. He's unchanging. He's, he's stable. He's firm. He's the firm rock that you can, you can build your house upon it. And when the storms and the winds come raging in and trying to knock your life around and shake you up, the Bible says that if you've built your house on the solid rock that is Jesus, it's going to stand. It's going to stand the test. It's going to stand the storms. You can withstand the storm and you can have peace in it. You can have, guys, you can have true peace though because Jesus made a way through giving up his own life. He made a way for us to have peace with God and a relationship with God. And that's the kind of peace that, that, that you can't pass up. You can't pass it up. That, that th by faith through grace, We've been justified with God and now we have peace with him. There's nothing, he's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He's not waiting for you to make the next mistake. You have peace with God. But you first, what did I say about those promises? You gotta step into it. You gotta take some action. And we gain access into all that God has for us, including heaven. But he's got so much for you on this earth too. We gain access to that by putting our faith in the fact that Jesus took our punishment and he gave us an opportunity to inherit eternal life. And all that we have to do, the Bible says, is believe that he did it and take some action and give our lives to him. That's all you gotta do. See, see the, the world has try, been trying to make this so hard for so long but Jesus says, you don't have to be perfect. I just, I just want to be your priority. You don't have to have it all together. I just want to have a relationship with you. And he offers that to you. He's offering that to you today.
If you feel like your life's unstable, if you feel like you're, you're at a loss of peace, God's offering you that today. Maybe if you have a, if you have a relationship with him, it's all right to re-up that peace and remind yourself that you know what? God's got this. He's got this taken care of. This isn't a surprise to him. He's known. He's known before I was ever created all the troubles that I would ever go through and he's prepared for them. But you know what? If there's, if there's anybody in here that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, it's real hard to attain that peace. You can't have it. And your world seems like a whirlwind and you seem like you don't know what's next and you're spiraling out of control. And guys, I know it because I felt it before. And let me tell you, the best decision that I've ever made in my life, the decision that has shaped my life the most, and you see a guy that's, that can stand up here with joy and with enthusiasm preaching about this guy named Jesus. Why? Because Jesus changed my life. Because I can stand up here with peace. I can stand up here with hope and say it doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter how bad it feels in the moment that there is something better up ahead. There is something greater up ahead. There is a life beyond this one that I can't wait to get to. So I want to pray for you this morning. If you guys would pray with me. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that no matter what we're facing, no matter what we've come up against in our lives, God, that you are the God of peace, that you have sent your Holy Spirit and your spirit of peace lives inside of our hearts. And you, you offer that to us. You offer us the opportunity to, to take hold of that peace and to live our lives founded in something that is firm and stable. And God, I pray for the ones that are struggling right now to find peace, that are, that are living with anxious thoughts, that are, that are living with instabilities in life. God, and I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus that they would, uh, they would take hold of the peace that you're so freely offering to them. And that they would know, God, give them the strength to know you're still seated on the throne. You're still in charge of it all. This didn't take you unaware that you've got a plan for their lives that's better than anything that they could possibly imagine. God, and all we have to do is say yes. God, I pray that today we can say yes to you and yes to your hope and yes to your peace and step in to the promises that you have for us. Well, thanks for joining us today. I pray that this message had an incredible impact on your life. If you want more information about our church, you can check us out online at summitview.online. We hope we get to see you on a Sunday very, very soon. But until then, have a great week.